If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help raise your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Hey, everybody. Hello. My name is Hallie. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. My name is Allison. That I do know, mostly. And this is the Ruined Live Show. But you know all that, I'm assuming. Thank you, guys. I've been told it looks like I'm standing up. But I'm not. I'm sitting down. It's just if I go like this, well, you can see my face. Yeah. No, we need to see your beautiful face telling us horrific things throughout the next, uh, (laughs) you know, however long it takes us to talk about this movie. Maybe I am standing up. I mean, the, what's the mystery? The twist. She's standing the whole time. <laughs> well, uh, guys, thank you for joining us uh, yes. for another live show. We're so excited to have you. Yes. Um, I'll be honest. Um, I, we, of course, had the drink. and We had the drink. The Mai Tai West. And, of course, I'm. you can probably tell, well, you listen to the podcast, I'm constantly getting over a cold. <laughs> TVDY, I don't know. But I was like, oh, uh, so now I have some tea west T-West. Uh, Tie West. But I was like, eh, who am I kidding? So I did open a, a babe uh, wine in a can and poured it in a cup. So I also oh, I, I do have a drink. That's a, And that feels on kind of theme for the movie somehow, babe. Like, Yeah, and we're, and we're going into a warmer weather. So, like, of course, we're going to re, we're going to be doing some more rum base. So it's like now we have, we're fleshing out our bar cart of horrors. Yes. So we'll, we'll have the ingredients next time. Elson, are you... Well, well so, tell us what happened. Well, I, I bought a bottle of rum, and I was carrying a bunch of stuff, and I dropped it on the street. And I just didn't want to go back. I was still, like... It was, like, I would have had to go back, like, five or six blocks. And, like, I don't know if they will... Like, I don't, th- I don't think that, like... I think there's no insurance on, like, a bottle of liquor. Like, if you walk out of the store and it breaks, like, it's kind of on you. Like, it I don't depends think- on the store. I agree. I feel like if you dropped an ice cream, you could get another ice cream. The full bottle of rum. A bottle also, of- did people see you? Did people turn and look? I, that would be no. my immediate, like, oh, no. no. Not only did I drop my rum, but now everyone is turning to me on the street. No, it was, there were, it was like, kind of raining. That was, like, another part okay. of what was going on. And so, like, I dropped it, and then it was, like, how would I even prove that I broke it without bringing in, like, a bag of glass? Yeah. <laughs> <So> it was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that so lady's I, back, and she has a big bag of glass. Like, she <laughs> smells she's drunk. Her- <laughs> I feel like if you br- did bring a big bag of glass, they would just give you the rum just to be like, okay, please leave. Just get out of here. There's too yeah. much glass in that bag. So I had to pivot, which um, I just put on Instagram. I just made a, a Negroni and a, a beer with some lime. They feel like kind of sexy drinks. Love it. Okay, um, great. So I thought that that would cover me because I wasn't going to like try and like <laughs> use the Mai Tai recipe with like another liquor. <laughs> No, I mean, it's a recipe for disaster, but shout out to everyone who has made yes. the actual cocktail and the mocktail. Yes, please post them on Instagram. Post some photos of your, like, cool drinks. Tag us. We love that. We love to see a cocktail. Um, and we love people that can follow instructions that we give them that we ourselves do not uh, follow, nor can we. And frankly, it's a shocking we've even attempted it all these all these months. We really did do it. a lot of cocktails so far. So the fact that this is our first real misstep, you know, personally, feels... Like uh, an achievement. Yeah. I mean, I would order a mind eraser at a bar. I haven't, but I would easily. No, but I have made one since. Absolutely. We got Kahlua. What do you I got a lot of Kahlua to get through. What am I going to not drink it? 
Um, but guys, of course, uh, we wanted to put you in sort of a festive mood because this live show we are doing, the new A24 horror movie X from the director Ty West, who, of course, directed The House of the Devil, which we've covered on the podcast, in addition to The Innkeepers and, and some other films. Um, but this is sort of, I think, believe it's been six years since he made a movie, and so this is sort of like a, ooh, oh. what's, a, not a, necessarily a return of form, but it's like, oh, what's he up to? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what, it's been what, a minute. Where is he at? It's been a minute. Um, kind of like Rihanna, where's the album, as we were talking about. Where is uh, the album? As Sex like, With Me was playing, and we all just got angry on our group chat about why we don't have that album yet. I mean, she's got all these things going on. She's a billionaire now. She's, yeah. Uh, she's, she's with pregnant. child. Yeah. But, you know, just one more album. Just you know, that's what I one more. One more. Um, but yeah, it reminds me of that. Have you ever seen that gif of the guy walking? I don't know if it's Lady Gaga or Beyonce, but there's a guy, and he has a little picket sign that says, Where is the album? We want the damn album. <laughs> It might even be for Rihanna. I'm it not might sure. Be for, just I a lone like, person who made a sign. And I'm like, that's who I feel like. The narrative of where is the album, I think, is like purely a Rihanna thing at this point. Yeah. I mean, and if anyone knows, please let us know. Oh, we'd also like to give a um, happy birthday shout yes. out to Lauren, the creator of our ruined bingo card. Lauren, yes. happy birthday. Happy birthday. What a What a way to celebrate. Uh, and thank you for joining us um, yes. I, for uh, your birthday. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you have other things you could be doing. But, yeah, exactly. You know what? We're pretty great. Yeah, we're pretty great for birthdays. Um, but let us get into it. And, of yes. course, we are going to, as we always do, have Allison react to the X trailer. Allison, what are your first thoughts? Well, um, I will agree with Mercedes from the chat who said that bologna was sliced too damn thick. Uh, too damn thick. I'm like, I hope that there's no, like, what was that? And it was just cured meat. Um, Who's to say? I, I, it's all on the table. It Literally. Uh, so we're going to find out. Um, excellent trailer. Big Britney Snow fan over uh, here. Huge, huge fan. She is a great actress and, like, perfect for a movie like this, I think. She's phenomenal. She sort of plays our, like, blonde bombshell type type role. So funny. So great. Yes. Um, Rook says, oh, Al Rook says, Allison is my love language right now. I'm backing away from my screen just as she is. <laughs> that is always my, like, default when we're watching these trailers is I'm just like, what if I got further away from the computer? Would it be less <laughs> horrific if that's what happened? Um, I mean, love the vibe. Love a period piece. Mm -hmm. 70s, I yes. assume. Like, also, like, Look, I'm a showbiz person. I love a show. I love, you know, a show a show about showbiz. I love a movie about movie making. I think there's something like always very fun to that, just from mm -hmm. a disgusting industry standpoint. No, that makes sense. Yes, instead of like behind the scenes, it's like behind the screams. Like we're oh, getting behind the, the making of porno and behind then also the screams. That feels like it really would apply to both a, a BTS <laughs> package for porn or horror. It's also like what we talked about, um, uh, Hell House LLC, where it's yes. like, uh, what an elegant combination. Shoot a horror movie in a, a haunted house. Yes. A porno. A, ho a horror porno. Of course. Of course. Peanut butter and chocolate. Ugh. The perfect combo. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how this plays out, but also um, that older couple is... Mm -hmm. Truly the stuff of nightmares, and it is still laid out here, so thank God. Right. Um, I've seen them, and now I can still look and see daylight <laughs> and remind myself that I am not trapped in night with those monsters. And, you know, we're going to get into that because it's a lot about the couple and sort of where they're coming from and and, mm. and what they're up to. 
And um, there is something where I feel like if I if I, if I have the, the good fortune, the blessing to live long, once my hair becomes that cotton candy mm. look, I'm going to put on a wig. I'm going to put on a, like a kerchief. I'm going to put on a hat. I think I'm going to— Once your hair becomes cotton hats candy— Hats and scarves. It's going to be hats yes. and scarves for me. Because it it's adds a spooky to an hairstyle. Yes. You know, and, you know, maybe our number one spookiest hairstyle, I think, I on, think. on both genders. Yes. Uh, and every gender. I don't, I don't want to limit us. I think no matter who you are, if you have sort of the, an elderly Charlie Brown situation, yes. it's jarring. It's a jarring look. And, and, and that's sort of part of what the movie is about because we always like to take a baseline scary. Mm-hmm. Allison, how scary do you find the concept of old age robbing you of your sexuality? I mean, scared, but accepting a reality that is probably coming. <laughs> yes. I mean, as, as ladies barely towards 40, I feel like... I'm wrapping it ready up. To We're wrap almost this done. up. Yeah. <laughs> my back is already, like, made of, like, one piece of metal. Like, <laughs> my day-to-day movements are limited, let alone my bedroom ones. So I just don't... My night, my day-to-day, and then my night-to-night. <laughs> I think yeah. there's nothing sexier than a woman with a metal skeleton, personally. <laughs> I say go full mech suit. Like, you're completely yes. a metal uh, skeleton. <laughs> yeah, very robotic. Um, There's a lid for every pot, you know? Yeah, I think, but I do think, like, I don't know. I don't know what, exactly what's going to happen, but, like, I do think there would be some, like, very dark, deep frustration with, you know, age taking away your sexual life. That's. It seems like these this lady's upset about it. Yes, very much so. And I think it is Understandably. Sort of like, you know, and I feel like it's like when I turned 30, it was sort of like me being like, I'm no longer the young person. Not that I, I didn't, you know, right. I, I, I have my charm. But it was sort of like, oh, I'm no longer young in the way where it's like, oh, you're the youngest group in the group or whatever. And as I moved towards 40, it's sort of like, you know, again, not that, not that you can't be attractive, but it's sort of like you have a, um, there's sort of a, a couple different paths available to a woman. Yes. And one of them is MILF. And I feel like I, I living in LA. I see these the women who yes. are like, I will be damned if I'm not still hot when I'm yes. 50, 60. Yes. And I get it, but one, it's very expensive. And two, I am so tired. I'm so tired. And it's like with the level, the work and commitment and yeah. expense that I wanted to put into being hot in the sort of porn category. Because yes. that's what we're talking about. Like sort of like yes. hot Porn blonde. category types of looks. Yeah. You know, and like I think like, you know, there there is, if there's a will, there's a way. And if that's what you want to look like and, and you get something out of that, great. Great. But then, even then, you hit a point in time, much like the couple in this movie, where no matter what you're doing, and maybe what you're doing is not great. Maybe we're doing up to some crazy kooky stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you will be elderly. And then it's yes. like living with that. It's like I can appreciate my attractiveness and my charm and sort of my relationships. But I'm not going to be, you know, necessarily meeting the, the you know, the farmer's daughter scenario. Like if a, if a car breaks down, that person's not necessarily going to want to immediately jump into bed with me. Yes. Um, I appreciate uh, the chat supporting my bionic spine. Um, go, go, get Thank it. Thank you. Court. Thank you. I appreciate that. Bionic I, legend. Allison I am a Lidey. bionic legend. Thank you, Belle. I will say there is something freeing in being out of the age bracket of, uh, you know, pop culture's categorical hotness. Like, yes. I'm no, I'm no longer like, oh, God, I have to look like a fuckable neighbor. And it's like, I'm just some yes. lady now. 
Yeah, um, yeah, you're just a regular neighbor. Which, like, a neighbor also, who's going to call, you know, like... Yeah, they're like, I don't know. The housing authority. Turn on our generator, and I'm like, no, I can't use Spotify. Um, but I will say that uh, we were talking earlier before the podcast about, like, being mammed. Um, yes. And I have found something worse than ma'am. I would rather have ma'am right. than what happened to me. I was doing something, and I I was at the grocery store, like, I don't know, fucking around. Um, and this, I heard this guy referring to me as... Because I had asked a question and then was looking for something. And he was like, oh, yeah, some lady's looking for this cereal. And I'm like, oh, some, some lady. lady. Some lady yeah. is really just a nightmare. But you know what else? I think I would have tw- tweak it. You know, you're some lady. What a lady. That's some lady that else. Well, lady. She's looking lady, for a very specific cinnamon Cheerio type thing that we don't have. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably what he meant. He meant some lady. Court, thank some you, says uh, Go Go Gadget Spine. Love it. So, and, and I was going to say, at work, and this is one of those things where, like, the person saying it did not mean it in any way, but, like, I was asked to join, sort of, to work, uh, like, brainstorm on something, and I was like, of course, I'd love to help, and and she said, she's like, thank you, you know, like, I sometimes feel like people think, well, young people are the ones with the good ideas, but it's just not that true, and it was like that moment of, like, right, I'm not young. No, like, you're not. There are pe- people in the professional world, a decade. Easily. Two decades. Mm. Almost. Almost. Younger than me in the I office. Know. Yep. And I'm like, Correct. oh, yes. I and, and I feel like it's sort of, um, you know, I feel like because we are semi-normal people, it's sort of like these moments come with us being like, I'm going to mature into that role. Like, of course, now I can potentially be a mentor or I yes, can a leader. offer things that I wish that somebody had told me when I was yes, 24 guidance, or whatever. wisdom. Yeah. Unfortunately, nope. the elderly couple in this movie aren't doing any of that. They won't be learning one lesson. No mentoring? Well, no mentoring at all in this movie? They are not mentors, especially for the crew, the porn actors that show up to their... Mm. Rundown farmhouse. Mm. Um, so we're about to begin, but before we do, of course, we have to ask Allison, would you like to guess the twist? Guess the twist. And of course, we would like you in the chat if you would please guess the twist as well. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts? Where do you think we're going with this? I gotta say, something with the old people maybe being like, they're hosting orgies. Great. I think there's orgies that the old people are in, you know, some group sex. I'm like, well, let's get mm-hmm. all the other people like us together and try and, Ooh, you know, capture okay. our, our sexual youth. But I also Maybe feel quite like literally. There's, I feel like the, like, something pornographic in the woman's past. Now, okay, obviously, great. she's, like, old in the 70s, so, like, who knows? But, like, look, they've made porn in some capacity as long as human oh, beings have been making anything. So, you know, if she was in, like, you know, racy photos or something, like, there's something to Excellent. her past that connects to the, the the filmic work that is being produced in her barn. Uh, Molly suggests they get the ability to be sexy back by killing people. Mm-hmm. It sure seems like that's where we're headed. That's a pretty I- good one. Al said it makes me think of, I think it was in Barcelona and they have a museum of sex there and they had like the some of the earliest porn films mm-hmm. and they were sort of like stag films, I want to say. I wonder when they were from. But they were of that time yes. where you're like, wow, as soon as we can start recording something, we're going to be recording people yeah. having sex. But that's a, in the same way that all technology is used first for sex and, and second for like a, a, a larger, uh, different use. Um, 
Yeah, either sex or military. Or military. Yeah, like. it's either going to kill people or you're going to get off to it. That's what we do for technology. Um, yeah. David said that old lady is actually a Terminator. We see her exoskeleton Ooh. at the end. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, Jill, great. like Cocoon, but with porn. I love that. Love okay, Cocoon. Okay, love it. Excellent piece of cinema. Um, these are so good. I, there's a, I don't know if this is the earliest porn, but there is a porn from 190, from 1910. Okay. A 10-minute film of a ten woman. 10 minutes. 10-minute film of a woman, uh, begins with a woman masturbating alone in her bedroom. It's called, it's a German film named Am Abin. And then it proceeds to uh, seeds of her with a man having sex. Nineteen dead. Well, we were getting to it. We were wow. getting to it early. Germany went really downhill after that, but a highlight of their history, I think. <laughs> yes, I, I'm glad we we we've alluded to the Holocaust already in the podcast. Always <laughs> can't you can rely on us to inadvertently bring it up. And we also want to do a bit of a, a drinking game. And yes. again, I because we didn't do it last time, and that I feel. Um, that we were remiss. So, blue eyeshadow. Any, any mention of blue eyeshadow. Any mention of the gator. And then I'm going to say, any time that Maxine tells someone to stop staring at her. Which happens quite a bit. So, Ooh, okay. Everybody, use your judgment. But. Drink responsibly. Uh, don't drive after this show if you are consuming alcohol. But also, enjoy and play along and keep track of those things which seem important. <laughs> <laughs> Seminal, Absolutely. some would say. And let us begin. We are going to start. We're about to ruin Ty West. X. So we open on a farm. It's 1979. The bicentennial is over, but uh, I don't know what else is going on. Uh, gas crisis, I would say, like, yeah, everyone, right. you know, it is the height of disco, and it is the beginning of the home video boom for pornography. And they sort of allude to that They in that we started here about Debbie Does Dallas, which came out the year before in 1978, mm, and mm-hmm. it was this huge success because people could now buy VHS tape and watch porn at home. Yes. You don't have to, like, buy a magazine. You don't have to go to some theater. You could buy porn and watch it in the comfort of your own decrepit, spooky farmhouse. Wow. So, so our porn crew, our gang, is sort of amped about, like, these people are making money. Like, we are potentially going to be able to print money shooting porn. So that's where we're yeah. at. Unfortunately, before we get into that, Allison, we open on the farm, which you saw in the trailer. Mm. It is the It is daytime. And we hear the loud sound of flies buzzing. Oh, no. there's so many flies buzzing, and you don't want to see what they're buzzing about. No, flies are never like, come over here, buzz, buzz, buzz. There's treasure. Like, right. <laughs> there's a delicious a sandwich. Yeah, no, said. So we have seen three cop cars roll up to the farm, and one of them carries, carries Sheriff Dentley, um, and who we see at the end of the trailer, and they immediately find. Uh, corpses and the sort of the tech team has already put sheets over the corpses. Right. And he finds uh, one in the driveway, and there is just a huge pile of liquid. Like the blood has soaked into the dirt, but it is it is a um, a flood of blood. Basically, mm-hmm. the sheriff walks into the farmhouse, and we find two more bodies, also with um, mm-hmm. sheets over them, and there's sort of like a snail trail of blood to the door, okay. and buried Good. in the porch Great. is an axe. On the TV, for the first time, we see a TV preacher who we sort of see him. He's sort of a motif throughout the film. He's clearly very popular. Everyone's watching him. Okay. And he is railing against Satan, and he says at a certain point, I know the power of Satan. My own daughter was lured away by sin. So it's sort of we're seeing the outcome of sin, and then we're hearing this TV preacher saying, sin, don't do it. Mm. 
And one of the officers comes over to the sheriff and says, in every movie, I want, if there's a murder and there's like the a procedural, like the police are yes. trying to solve it, I, I hear two things that I want to hear. Sheriff, you better come see this. Yes. Great. So we get the long walk to the basement. You see the sheriff gently descend the basement uh, steps. And this guy, this actor, I'll look up his name at the end. He's He has very few lines in this movie, but every line he's giving 110%. I love that. He he descends to the basement, and they turn the light, and he goes, my God. That's what I want to hear I a, mean, a sheriff say in a horror movie. My yeah, God. My God. Yes. I always want to hear that. That is absolutely telling <laughs> me exactly where my expectations need to be, mm-hmm. which is on the ceiling, high as, high as possible. Because he's a sheriff. You'd think he'd be like, oh, I've seen this before. Yeah. No, it's something that he's Another like, dead girl. oh, no. no. <laughs> yes. Cut to a gigantic pile of cocaine being snorted by Maxine Minx in the dressing room of a strip club. Maxine is played by Mia Goth. She has sort of a signature blue eyeshadow. So go ahead and take a drink. I'll take a sip. And she is, um, we find out on the text on the screen, 24 hours earlier. So we just, those dead bodies, that's what's going to happen in 24 hours from this moment we're meeting up with Maxine. Okay. She's doing a ton of cocaine, and she's interrupted by her boyfriend slash manager slash porn producer, Wayne, and he's sort of like, okay, you don't have to do that much cocaine. It's like, it's like, please don't die. Yeah, like, okay, let's, we got to shoot a porno first, you know? And I don't do cocaine, but even I know some based on the amount of cocaine, it's too much cocaine to be doing in the morning. Cocaine should never be in a pile. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know, eggs, for personal, let it be. For, for personal singular use, I think. Yeah. Um, use that as you that advice as you will. And Wayne tells Maxine, as she sort of, like, gets together, like, going on about what's clearly a grand adventure. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, there's no one like you. You're so special. Now get your shit together and come out to the van. Everyone's waiting for you. And he goes out, and Maxine looks at the mirror, and she tells herself, you're a fucking sex symbol. Cut to more text on the screen, which you yes, know I love. And it love says we are in, it. we're in Houston, Texas, and we're at the Bayou Burlesque. And as Maxine walks out to join the rest of the crew in the van, we see on the side of the strip club is a huge mural of a blonde woman getting her bikini bottoms pulled down by a gator. So go ahead and drink Take a again. Sip. Oh, boy. I, ple- I hope you're all home. And Maxine is joining um, her other performers, uh, Bobby Lynn, played by Brittany Snow, and Jackson Hole, played by <laughs> Scott Biscotti or Kid Cuddy. And I think Jackson Hole, to me, that's a gay porn name, but I'm like, maybe, Absolutely. maybe he used to do gay porn, maybe he does both. But to me, I was like, that's such a funny, what I would assume, gay porn name. But Jackson yeah. is here All as right. our, our male porn performer. And they are about to embark on that of most American endeavors, making a porno. So, so they're they're the performers, and Wayne sort of is managing them. And then the person shooting it is a college student named RJ and his friend Lorraine, okay. who is Jenna Ortega from okay. Five Cream. She plays Tara, the younger yes. sister. And they're sort of like, uh, they're both from the nearby, whatever university is in Houston. I'm sure there's like 10,000 of them, but they're unnamed. So RJ's a film student, and he basically pitched Wayne, like, I want to shoot like a really avant-garde, like a French porno. You know, like, I want it to be like, I I, I want to get into cinematography. Porn is blowing up. Like, I think we could both make some money. Mm-hmm. And his girlfriend, Lorraine, is just 
kind of along for the ride. She agreed to help him. But she's immediately kind of scandalized. She's like, I didn't really understand, like, what I was— I, I knew you wanted me to help you with your film, but I didn't know that's what we were talking about. Right. So they all pile into the van. They drive off. And on the side of the van, it just says plowing service. And I'm like— is did they do that as a joke? It was it actually for a plowing service, and they right. bought it as a joke. We don't know. Either way, hilarious. Um, on the radio, we hear that same TV preacher, and he's railing about Sodom and Gomorrah, the sins of the flesh. You know, pornographers bringing sin into the home. You know, um, you know, top five things that TV preachers say. I imagine, of course. And RJ hands out copies of the script, and the script, as we know from the trailer. The Farmer's Daughters. And we could all pro- presumably guess the plot, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll get it to it. But you know, if a farmer's got daughters and some guy's car breaks down, you know what I mean? They're all gonna fuck. They're so. all gonna fuck. Um, and this is also sort of like they allude, like Wayne's like, we're gonna make more money than Debbie does Dallas. Like, I'm really excited, you know? And for them, it's sort of like, well, I could either dance at a Houston strip club mm-hmm. in 1979. And also, they're, like, in a very industrial area. Like, they take pains. Like, they're not downtown. They're not around a lot of other stuff. They're in, like, the middle of, like, the well, warehouse district. Again, a lot of, like, cities like Houston and stuff. Like, th- that's the beginning of—they're very modern cities. They're very new cities. So, like, there was no, like, cool areas, yes. probably. And uh, and Bobby Lynn's like excited. She's like, "Oh my god, we're gonna make so much money! I'm gonna." She starts talking about like her what her American dream is, and her American dream is I'm gonna get a house with a pool where I can tan these titties. And she, you know, asks uh, Maxine, "What's your American dream?" As they have this conversation, they of course stop where else at a gas station to fuel I up. Mean, it's and not a get- horror movie if there's not a gas station. And to get groceries for the weekend. So Jackson's uh, pumping gas into the van. And Maxine and Wayne, Wayne buy sandwiches and so- like stuff to buy, make sandwiches. And Maxine tells Wayne, like, my American dream is to be a star. She's like, I have cosmopolitan tastes. I want to be Linda Carter-level famous. Like, I want to be the most famous oh. porn star in the world, sure. basically. Yes. And Wayne's like, yeah, when people see what you can do, you will be the Wonder Woman of porn. Like, I genuinely think that. And he tells her, I know you will because you have it. You have the X factor. Presumably, that's what the the title alludes to. Yes. And Maxine's like, you're right. This is going to be great. However, Maxine does have one problem with the shoot. She doesn't like Lorraine, who admittedly is kind of like staring at everyone because she's, again, a college student, didn't really understand what she was signing on to is going to presumably hold the boob mic while she watches strangers have sex and is, like, wasn't up to, like, speed on this. Yes. And Maxine's like, Lorraine keeps staring at me. And I, the rest of us in this judgmental Wayne, and Wayne's like, listen, you're going to be a celebrity. You have to get used to people staring at you. Yeah, that's part we, of it. We also find out that they're going into the countryside because Wayne found an ad for an old boarding house. And so I'm going to refer to it as a boarding house. It's just basically a second farmhouse that's on the property of okay. a farmhouse. Okay. So it's not like a it's not like a multi-level building. It, it, it's just like a regular house. It's a house. Okay. And but they it's basically not a, it's not like the main house. No. Yeah, it's sort of like a house that we find out later like that used to be used. It's like dates to the Civil War. It used to be like a army barracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like I had to pay 30 bucks but then we could have it for the whole weekend. And she's like couldn't we have shot this in Houston? And he's like yeah, but not for that amount of money. But I will say, because we're kind of in the, we're going into the country, you know, keep what we're doing a secret because you know how country people are about sex. And the cashier sort of snaps her head up and we see that she's watching that same damn preacher on the TV railing about sex and drugs and the fast oh life. It's like, we get it, okay? All the stuff that's cool is bad. Yes. We're all going to hell for it, you yes. know? 
Meanwhile, RJ is filming Jackson at the pump, and Bobby Lynn sort of asking him, like, so, like, why don't you have to shoot it in order? And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to play with, like, the timeline. It's going to be, like, very avant-garde. Also, we'll hide what a low budget we have. You know, and, like, if we if it's out of sequence, like, it's sort of, like, interesting. And Bobby Lynn says, you know, if you shoot him uh, at an angle, it'll look like he's putting gas in with his cock. And RJ's like, you're right. So it's collaborative, Allison. Yes, very. You know yeah. I, mean? I, can, I can see that the creativity is kind of coming from all directions <laughs> um, in this film. Uh, yeah, okay, great. Also, avant-garde oh. for, like, the farmer's daughters fucking the guy who's, like, it's just like, okay, guys. <laughs> right, it's like, you want to be avant-garde, but you've written the most traditional porno of all time. script of all time. Yeah. Also, Court says, my American dream is health insurance. Oh. I, it is a good question. I don't think any of these people in this movie have health insurance. And, um, yeah. well, that's you like, know, I mean, they all will desperately need it by the end of it, unfortunately. Oh, no. Um, and Bobby Lynn sort of asking Lorraine, kind of like not teasing her, but like she's obviously like the kind of the like more subdued one. And she's like, oh, do you help RJ with your films? And Lorraine says, well, I mean, sometimes. And Lorraine asks Bobby Lynn, oh, is Jackson your boyfriend? Because they were kind of already like flirting. And Bobby Lynn says, sometimes. So we know that Bobby Lynn and Jackson like have a history. They're kind yes. of, when they're together, they're together. And when they're not, you know. Yeah. Yep. Which is kind of nice because they're about to shoot a porno together. So it's kind of nice to have some familiarity, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, not like a total stranger. Very, very Hollywood, you know. <laughs> and um, they pile back into the van and they're on their way. And Wayne sort of has a little bit of a, like a, Bobby Lynn's like, yeah, I read the script. And Wayne says, well, do you think it's good? And Bobby Lynn's like, does it matter? It's a good. porno. Like, who cares? And Wayne says, you better be optimistic about this. Like, I don't want to be wearing a hard hat or having a normal life. Like, I don't want to have to work a normal job. Do you? And Bobby's like, like, absolutely not. So this is sort of like, this is our way out. Like, this okay. is like, yeah, obviously, none of us are happy with our lives. We're going to fuck and film it, and then we're going to get make rich. some money and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Or this would be their way out. Unfortunately, they don't know this. They are in a horror movie. Yeah. Sadly. That's a bummer, because they really feel full of hope. So they're off to shoot a porno. And as they drive off, we hear the uh, TV preacher saying, my favorite line of the movie says, he might be a forgiving God, but every man has its limits. It's like, okay, All right, we get, we get it. it. Um, as they're driving to the farm out in the boonies, they drive by a road accident, and we actually see Sheriff Dentley and his officers sort of uh, coordinating off the road, like diverting people. Because a cow has been struck by a truck, and the cow has exploded. Hmm. You see its intestines everywhere. Ugh. The van uh, drives over its it organs and sort of, like, squishes them. Ugh. And Maxine is gagging, and she says, I yeah, hate that's blood disgusting. and guts. Yeah, like, she's the one who looked out of the passage. It's right next to her window. Ugh. And Wayne says, just when you think you've escaped the slaughterhouse. And I didn't know if that was, like, a direct reference to uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because that's sort of all about the slaughterhouse closing and people losing right. their jobs, but I presume. So finally, we get to the farm. We pull up to an old farm farmhouse, and the boarding house is, like, it's, like, 200 feet away. Like, so okay. the farmhouse and the boarding house are on the same property. You can see the front doors of each. Pretty conven not convenient for what's about to happen, convenient for shooting a horror movie. You know yes. what I mean? yes. So Wayne hops out, he knocks on the door, and Bobby Lynn and Jackson are already making out. And Bobby Lynn's like, I'm getting horny already. And Jackson's like, you're always horny. And Bobby's like, well, I'm not, I'm not always horny. But they're she's clearly ready to go. We're ready yes. to film this. They're, so yeah. they're kind of like starting already. And Lorraine is like, oh, my God. Like, already scandalized. It's like, Lorraine, if you're scandalized by this, I've got bad news. It's only going to get sexier from here. Yeah, a lady being kind of turned on is baseline for a lot of porn. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I think it's just like the first minute of the porn yeah. and then it gets to the sex. And she's like, RJ, I didn't know that this is what was going to be when I agreed to help you. And R, like, this is smut. You're asking me to help you shoot smut. And RJ says, it's not smut. It's cinema. It's and besides, when did you get to be such a prude? And so, of course, Lorraine's like, I don't approve. I'll do it right now. I love it. You know, like, obviously, as a, as a young woman, not knowing, like, if you don't want to do this, just leave. You know just what I mean? don't do it. Right. Um, from the chat, uh, Soma Mander said, the cow said, eat more servants. <laughs> like that old Chick-fil-A. Remember, eat more chicken? Oh, yes. Yeah. Eat I more like servants. That. We really, that's nice. I like that. Uh, Rachel said the fatal mistake, being horny, which is probably true and is often the case in movies that moralize female sexuality. Yeah, I guess it's like for both sides. It's like if you're a villain, being horny, also bad. Yes, if you're either side of the uh, the horror equation. Horniness um, usually ends in in death or at least (laughs) severe trauma in a lot of these movies, it seems. Suddenly— an elderly farm owner, Howard, comes to the door of the farmhouse and he brandishes a shotgun in Wayne's face, yelling at him. He's like, are you from the co- the county? I, you're not a lot of my property. And Maxine notices this and reaches into the glove box and they have a handgun there just for protection. And Wayne's like, no, 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 no. Remember I called. It's about, we're renting the boarding house, you know. And Wayne's like, oh, okay. And he puts down the shotgun. Uh, Howard puts down the shotgun and says, it's not loaded anyways. And Wayne laughs and says, oh, yeah, we have the same thing in our glove compartment. Okay. So, to me, that would be—to me, I would say we have to leave because this guy pulled a gun on us. But, yeah. no, it's, it's 1979. We all pile out with our groceries, and we go to the boarding house. And when we do, Maxine looks up, and sort of like through the glare of the sun, and, el- and sees an elderly woman watching them from the second-story window of the farmhouse, of just peering down. And Howard walks him over to the boarding house, and Howard, like, has to stop and is, like, hacking up a lung. Howard is not well health-wise, which we will okay. as we and we'll play into the film as, as we go along. And he's like, you know, we used to board um, soldiers here for the Civil War, and I, I'm a veteran myself. Did any of you serve? And Wayne says, oh, I had flat feet, but Jackson was in the Marines in Vietnam. And he's like, you know, as a result of that, like, I've, I've had my fill of farmers pointing shotguns at me. So we're not going to have any more of that, right? And Howard's immediately like, I don't like you. I didn't know that all of you, would. there'd be a bunch of you here. You all look like a hippie, bohemians, free love type of people. I don't know if I want you here. And so Wayne gives Howard like a big fat wad of cash. And Howard's like, all right, I'll take this yeah, money. that sounds fine. Yeah, and Howard's like, I don't want to see any of you. My wife is in the house. She isn't well. So I want you to be discreet, okay? Because I could, I'm assuming he knows like, well, I don't know if he knows or she could pour it open. It's like, it looks like probably something's good. You're going to have a party. Some, some yeah. things are going to happen. Either you know? way, you're all going to be, like, walking around all horned up, so. Yeah, but so don't fuck it on the lawn. You know, I guess is what Howard's saying. When he leaves, Lorraine realizes, wait a minute, he doesn't know we're shooting a porno. And everyone's like, yeah, no shit, Lorraine. Like, yeah. uh, of course he doesn't know that. And Wayne's like, he, Wayne starts calling Lorraine church mouse because she's sort of prudish. Mm-hmm. And he's like, like, let's everyone just stop being so square and let's get to work. Allison, they're not wasting this daylight. No. So their first scene is Bobby Lynn and Jackson. And they're clearly, they're both old hat. They're like, you know, they're immediately into it. And, and RJ's giving Jackson directions, like, to the point where Jackson's like, could you just let us have sex? Like, I, I appreciate what you're trying to do. You just got to. artistic. 
Yes, but you got to give us a minute. And Bobby Lynn starts laughing, and RJ turns her, so she kind of has to go back into, like, doing a sexy voice. Mm -hmm. And Lorraine's doing the sound, and she's horrified, but also clearly kind of intrigued. So this is her first, like, she's never experienced this before, but she's maybe a little more into it than she would have led on. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, while everyone else is doing the shoot, Maxine goes out for a smoke, and she wanders down to the lake on the property, and there's a little dock into the water, and she strips out of her shortalls. Uh-huh, obviously. Allison, she doesn't see that the old woman from the house is standing in the woods watching her. And we find out the woman's name later, so from now on, I'm just going to—her name is Pearl. So okay. Pearl is standing in the trees watching Maxine undress no, to go for Pearl. a swim. And also, I didn't know the right time to tell you this, and I don't think it matters per se, but Pearl is played by Mia Goth in old age makeup. Who is so, that? So Mia Goth, who is playing Maxine, is also playing oh, Pearl. This, oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Oh. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things like in, uh, like in Suspiria, like with Tilda Swinton, yes. like playing a man. It's like, I think it's just sort of like their parallel. It's sort of like yeah. Pearl sees like this beauty and like this like unbridled sexuality and like somebody who wants to, who could do whatever she wants to do and wants to be a star. Yes. And is like... I want to both be you and be with you. So it's sort of like she's so consumed with like, and as we've sort of said over and over again, like Maxine is like, she's a star. She has like stage presence. And so Pearl is immediately like, that's probably okay if I just watch from the woods a little bit. Allison, Maxine leaps in the water and goes for a swim, never noticing that there is a gator in the lake. (gasps) Okay, so we're going to take- an old stranger watch me undress a thousand times before be within a hundred feet of a large reptile. And also the gator watched her undress too, ostensibly. So it's like, if yeah. they're going to both be watching me undress, it's I will It's a twofer take... for the gator. Right. And and there is, there are some questions in the movie, I think, that are, it's like, how strong could these old people possibly be? Mm. But at least for now, she's just looking, she's not touching. Okay. It, uh, now, should she have said, hey, Maxine, there's a gator in the lake? Absolutely. But but Pearl's not going to do that. She's not nope. going to announce her presence. No. Um, back at the boarding house, Wayne is absolutely thrilled. He's like, this is so hot. And he pulls, like, RJ in the uh, hallway. He's like, we're going to make so much money. And he grabs RJ's hand and puts it on his crotch. He says, feel how hard my cock is right now. Allison, they've got a winner on their hands. Oh, boy. Lorraine, meanwhile, is like... Uh, Bobby Lynn and, and Jackson have kind of wrapped up. And as she looks on, Bobby Lynn's kind of like wiping off her back with a towel. Fun. And Jackson's sort of standing at the window. And Bobby Lynn's like, it's just sex, Lorraine. It's not a, we Grow know up. each other. Like, yeah. it, we're shooting a porno. I, I understand maybe you don't are thrilled about it, but you're already here. You know, like, let's get on board. And Jackson looks so proud of himself. And Bobby Lynn's like, come on, I did most of the work. And Jackson says, you're a good actress. But you're not that good. So Bobby Lynn does a full when Harry met Sally, like oh, Cantor's Deli moment. Fun. Yes. And a classic. And Jackson's, and it's, and, it's, and like obviously they have, again, great chemistry. And Jackson says, I think I'm falling in love with you. And Bobby Lynn says, bless your heart. So they kind of have like a fun banter. Yes. Meanwhile, we cut back to the lake. We have an aerial view of the lake, and it's Maxine. She's finishing her swim and heading back to the dock as the gator slowly emerges into the water behind her. So we have an aerial shot of a gator gaining on her. She has no idea that it's behind her. And it's (sighs) almost right behind her when luckily she gets to the dock and she hauls herself up out of the water just in time. 
back to yeah. the boarding house, they're uh, shooting again out of order. So they're shooting the opening scene, which is like Jackson again. He's a driver. My car breaks down, goes to the door, and Bobby Lynn's character is like, oh, you know, my my daddy's not here, but. And we don't have a phone, of course. Um, but I think if you wait here, you know, I could probably make you, mm, I don't know, some lemonade. And, you know, Always you wait lemonade. for my daddy to come home and he'll give you a ride to town. Jax's character is like, of course, my wooden die. Enjoy some cold, sweet lemonade from this stranger that I'm about to have sex with. On her way back from the lake, Maxine sees Pearl on the porch who kind of waves her up to the house. And Maxine's like, all right, well, I, I guess... I'll guess I'll go say hi. I don't know why not. Something. And she goes inside the farm, inside the farmhouse, which is just as terrifying as you think it's going to be. No, of course. I don't think that those people are keeping like a gorgeous open floor plan kitchen yes. be- hidden behind <laughs> the decrepit exterior. <laughs> is this jade? Is this jade wear? <laughs> oh my God, is this fiesta wear? Um, and she walks in and the kitchen is full of like flies and dirty old dishes. And suddenly Pearl appears again with lemonade. So now we're cutting back and forth between the lemonade scenes. Mm. One, Bobby Lynn is seducing Jackson's character, and the other, Maxine is sitting with Pearl and sort of like filled with mounting dread as as, as Pearl like mumbles about her life, and, and it's like, oh, Howard fought in both world wars, and, you know, he used to do anything for me when I was young and beautiful like you, Maxine. And she describes it as the power of beauty. So basically, like, when I was Mm. young and beautiful like you, Mm -hmm. Howard would do anything I wanted him to. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's hard because, like, it's both she's being very strange, but then also it's just she's so old. Like, and that's part of the, it's like, yes, she is scary, but part of that, it's like, well, she's just very old. If somebody who was 50 was talking about it, you're like, this person is strange. But you don't have the full effect of the cotton candy hair. Yes. The, you know, the nightgown in the middle of the day. Yes. And so it's, and I think you are supposed to sympathize a little bit with Pearl up to a point because it's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just, you're just scary, and 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 that's for us to tangle with. Obviously, like, why are, finding old people scary? Now, these old people, we will have a reason to find them scary in a minute. Yes, of course. But I think that's sort of like what Pearl is trying to communicate to Maxine. And Maxine's kind of like, I don't know, like, what you want me to take from this is like. I used to have everything, like your star power that you have. I I had it, and it's so sad that, like, I will never have that again, you know? So uh, Maxine literally drinks her lemonade in one gulp, which is a great move. She's like, wow, that's crazy. I gotta go, you know? And as as, uh, Pearl walks her out, Maxine sees, like, a big wall of family photos, including, like, young, beautiful Pearl and Howard, Mm -hmm. and they look gorgeous on their wedding day. Mm -hmm. And Pearl's like, It's a power of beauty. I was a dancer in those 30 years. You know, you have something special. You have such a special face. And she has Maxine look at it with this mirror in the hallway. And it's like, look at you. You're so beautiful. And then right in the porno, right, it's like Bobby Lynn is whispering to Jackson, like, come to bed with me. But daddy can't know about this. Pearl reaches out and, like, caresses the bare skin of Maxine's midriff. And Maxine's oh, like, why, no. did you, why did you do that? And Don't just then, um, Howard's truck returns. So Howard has returned to the house. And Pearl te- tells Maxine, go outside. It'll be our little secret. And Maxine nope. says, what will? But she doesn't, she's like, so doesn't know what to do. So she runs yeah. out the side door Smart. and she runs back to the boarding house. Allison, I got to ask you this point of the movie. And, and uh, dear Everyone? listeners, I would ask you to, what would you do? 
What would you do? I'm getting the fuck out of there. Like, there is no protection that will make me feel safe being in that boarding house after what has happened with Pearl. And I'd be like, look, guys, I don't care that, like, we ha- like shoot whatever you got. We'll just film the rest in the van or, like, at a gas station on our way back. Like, we'll pivot. We'll have a new script. These things are not that hard to write. Like, we cannot stay here. I, and I guess maybe this might be the first time I'm seeing this. I feel like I probably wouldn't leave. I'd probably be like, even though I should, I absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, well, they're old. She's old. She didn't, either she didn't mean to do it or it's like, well, what is she going to do? You mean like what, an old, an elderly woman's going to come down here and like, like assault me? I think yeah. I would just downplay it to myself. I th- and then, which is not a good idea, mm-hmm. but I just mm-hmm. th- I feel like I could immediately be like, oh, that actually probably just was confused or something. I wouldn't have taken it as the red flag that it, you're correct it is. I think that also, like, if it was like, oh, these people live next door to us, that would be one thing. The fact that these are both um, properties that they own. Like, I just feel like her access to you is unfettered. Um, yes. And though I would say, I think— um, in addition to their age, I feel like it's like I would just tell myself, well, I'll just stay with the group. Like, I'm not going to separate myself. Right. Like, as long as I'm with them. Mm-hmm. But, again, they're going to fight all of us. Like, come on. Like, I would just, which would not be good. I want to be, I just want to clear, my reaction to this Correct. would be not good as evidenced by the rest of the film. Right. But I believe that I would have downplayed it, and that would put, put me in harm's way. Yes. Um, all right. From the chat. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kim, bye. <laughs> Correct. That's the right answer, Kim. Um, Belle says, ride that gator out of there. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Put Take a little a bridle spin. on it. Uh, Shan said, cover my scared, uh, sacred midriff and fucking run. Again, correct. Christina C., get that priest on the scene. <laughs> Interesting choice. <laughs> Jessica, shoot a quick Nat Geo movie about the gators and leave. That's true. Okay, so you do, couldn't finish the porno, but we could, it's like 20 minutes of porn and then an hour of beautiful footage of a gator. Stunning gator footage. Who wouldn't want that movie um, on VHS? Uh, Ariel said, Hallie, you've seen The Visit. And That's I a good point. And I understand the chat is mad that I would leave. I'm being honest. I know myself. I would be like, they're old. Are they, what are they going to do? I, and I, again, I'm not saying that's right. I'm saying I know myself, and this is the movie where I would blunder into um, danger. Well, good, because Ariel just tipped us $6.66 oh. for Hallie's funeral fund. 666. I mean, just 666, that's the Uber to... Um, uh, the gator pond and just yes. throw me in. Don't, uh, you know. But yeah. thank you, Ariel. Tori said, I refuse to meet Airbnb hosts in general, so I'm out. That's true. And, you know, now that I'm saying this, we are, not only did this happen, we've already seen Howard wield a gun at Wayne. And you're right. Yeah, this is not combined. the first instance of uh, eerie discomfort that this couple has provided our 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 gang. That's true, but what if shooting this porno was your only way out, you know? That's, I'd be like, well, how long does it take to shoot a porn? Yeah, I'd film. You know what I mean? Like, we, let's, a couple, I certainly would not stay the night. You know what I mean? I'd be well, like, that, let's yes. use the daylight we have, get in the van, and then yes, leave I think that's, that's a good instinct. Um, but yeah, yeah, any money to my funeral fund, I'm sure my family will appreciate that. So Maxine sprints back down to the boarding house and runs right into Wayne's arms, and he's like, where the hell have you been? We've been looking for you. Like, RJ says we're losing the light. We have to shoot your scene. And so Maxine is freaked out. But, again, she doesn't tell anyone, which I will, uh, even I will say, bad idea. 
tell Wayne, tell the other people this weird thing happened, so at least they're up to date. Everyone right. should be telling everyone what's going on. Right. Everybody, I will say that, like, one of the fatal problems— uh, or fatal mistakes that every group makes mm-hmm. is that not everyone knows everything that's going on. And usually, like, everybody's got one weird thing they're igno- they're seeing or have experienced. And it's like, if everybody got together and said, like, here's what I saw today, here's what yeah. I noticed with the woman, like, it's enough evidence to be like, okay, we got to yeah. hit the Doctors bus. hate this one weird trick. So Maxine, instead of telling everyone, she just goes and does an insane amount of cocaine. Good. And she, like, hypes herself in the mirror to to perform, and she goes, I will not accept a life I do not deserve. And as she emerges, she's freshened up. She's put back on some more blue eyeshadow. Can I take a drink? Meow, meow, meow. She's freshened up. She has a little kerchief and her little short alls on. And she's ready to be a star. To the cow barn to have sex in front of the cows. No. Meanwhile. Or maybe they like it, you know. I don't know. Yeah, weigh in. Do you think a cow would have an opinion if you had sex in front of it? Do you think it would like it? Or do you think it would be very neutral? Not notice? I think it would notice. What import would it take from, I suppose? Yes. In the house, Howard sees the two empty glasses and realizes that Pearl had one of the gang up to the house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the cow barn, basically the premise of it is that Jackson's character is like, well, that was great having sex um, with the farmer's daughter, but I really do I have a conference to go to. Yeah. So he's, he's having a carabiner. <laughs> I have, I'm opening a carabiner <laughs> uh, corporation. Timeline-wise, this could be Neil. This is the, well, I want to say this is Neil, like the guy who founded Neil, the company that Neil works for. This yes. is the origin story of the carabiner company. Yes, Correct. So Jackson's company was like, okay, we need to get out of here. Unfortunately, Allison, he finds the farmer's other daughter, played by Maxine, who's milking the cows. And she, he's like, oh, is there a way you can give me a ride to town? It's like, oh, you know, we don't want to bother daddy. How about I give you a ride right now? Allison, she doesn't mean a real ride. She means they're going to have sex. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Cut to Jackson and Maxine having sex. And it is, like, shot in such a way that is communicated to us. Like, Maxine is a star. Okay. Like, everyone who is there watching and, like, you know, RJ, Lorraine, Wayne, and Bobby Lynn are like, wow. I, and, and, again, it's just in how it's filmed. I thought Bobby Lynn did a great job. I think yeah. Jackson's great. But, like, Maxine has this, like, ineffable. Star power. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't take your eyes away from her. Um, meanwhile, in the house, Pearl is getting gussied up, okay? We see her brushing her can- cotton candy hair in a room full of porcelain dolls. She puts on a very lovely, like, sort of teal gown. And then she puts on blue eyeshadow. So that's actually another drink. Oh, great. And we so we sort of see Pearl sort of like, I'm going to... You know, I too, am, I this is my star power coming out. And in, during the sex scene, they're in the barn and Maxine is on top and everyone's like staring at her in her thrall. She turns and looks behind her and through the barn window, Allison Pearl is there. She is watching with her blue eyeshadow, staring at Maxine. And for a second, they switch. So like Pearl is the one having sex. Before, like, she blinks back and it's Maxine again. So I think it's, like, Pearl is, is okay. like, experiencing this, like, I want to be you. I want to have what you have, which is the X Factor. I want Correct. to have yes. it. Inside the house, Pearl 
again, she's she looks the best that she can, considering the life she has chosen to leave it, which yes. we'll find out more. She comes on to Howard, tries to seduce him. And Howard's like, I'm sorry, I really wish I could, Pearl, but you know my heart is no good anymore. I, I It'll kill me if we have Aww. sex. So Howard cannot have sex, and Pearl is simply too old to be attractive to the young hotties in the boarding house, like yes. Maxine. This is where I start to wonder, is this movie about an elderly female incel? Jury is still out. But that's what I'm like, is that where we're going with this, I guess? You know, I mean, like— it would be an original uh, idea. That's true. So the shoot wraps. Everyone is so excited. They're like, we have got some great stuff. We are, you know, cutting the thickest bologna sandwiches. Oh, you, the amount of bologna you're getting on these sandwiches. Ugh. Unbelievable. Ugh. Maxine is glowing. Like, she looks fabulous. She's just, like, in her element. They all, like, pop beers, and they're eating these sandwiches. And Bobby Lynn's like, Maxine, that was incredible. Like, I'd ne- never seen you perform before. No wonder Wayne left his wife for you. Oh. And Wayne said, I told you, Maxine has it. She has the X factor. However, there's one person who is not reveling in Maxine's power. And then, of course, is that stone-cold bummer, that wet towel Lorraine. And Maxine looks at Lorraine and yells at her, don't you know it's rude to stare? Which actually means you have to take a drink drink again. Because she screams at Lorraine to stop staring at me. If you have something to say, then you should just say it. Um, Rachel in the chat has pointed out, well... You know, in French, orgasms are called le petit mort, which means the little Ooh. death. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, we've had at least two orgasms. I, we don't see the whole scene, so I don't know, like, you know. But, um, yeah, so I think that's, we're, diff- we're going to have more real deaths than we are petite the Orgasms. Words. All right, well. I, oh, boy. That's a, I mean, we might be one-to-one by the end of this film. It's a fun ratio. And Lorraine says, like, yeah, okay, if you want me to talk, what about love? Like, what about, like, your boat, like, what about like Bobby love? Lynn, <laughs> Bobby I mean, like, Lynn We could all sing a hard song right now, but let's what keep going. Love? Yeah, we immediately gets pulled down because yeah. of rights. <laughs> um, you know, like, Bobby Lynn and Jackson clearly have a past. Like, you know, they they're occasionally are together. And then Wayne and Maxine are dating. And Lorraine's like, well, does it bother you to see each, like, to sleep with other people or to have your partner see you and everyone's like oh rj you brought a square to a porno you know and Lorraine's like, no no i'm just saying is it weird to see this you know and maxine and Bobby are like no it's not real life it's a performance and rj tells lorraine like it's a movie you know this isn't real and lorraine's like okay so the camera makes it different is what you're saying and they're like yeah basically like yeah everyone likes sex you know straight queer black white yeah we're, we're just willing to admit it and Bobby Lynn tells us the truth is, which I guess is sort of the thesis of the movie, the truth is one day we'll be too old to fuck and life's too short if you ask me. All right. Yep. I, and they tell her, you know, like we've, we turn folks on and that scares them, but they can't look away either. We're like a foxy car wreck. And, you know, see, they kind of convince Lorraine. Lorraine's like, I don't know if I agree with everything you've said, but I did like what I saw today. Okay. And I liked it more than I would have thought. And okay. everyone's like, all right. Wayne, and Wade says, all right, church mouse. You know, like, I guess you're not such a horrible prude. Allison, then Jackson takes out a guitar and oh, Bobby no. Lynn sings the entire Fleetwood Mac song, Landslide. I was wondering why it was on our pre-show playlist. Mm-hmm. And I figured it must factor, uh, you know, largely into some kind of plot. But wow, so, is that an odd choice? 
And and so like as they're seeing it, we so so the gang like wow you know really enjoying this acoustic guitar rendition of landslide. We see Pearl sort of like sadly take off her makeup, stare at her Aww. old faded ancient Aww. powders and vials, confront the her mortality and the loss of her desirability, take off her dress and put it in her nightgown. Which I also thought was interesting. Where it's like I do feel bad for her. Like I get it. Like we all have to. Again, not that you can't be old and and sexy or have a, a sexuality, but it's like, yeah, at a certain point, it's like, well, you know, like, there are certain scenarios that are not going to happen for me, mm-hmm. and even if I yeah. really would love to. Yeah. And in this case, yeah. I would love for this random young woman to want to have sex with me, and she's not going to want to, you know? Not and was I as creepy? This thing is like, if you had been normal, it still wouldn't have happened. But also, you went about it, Pearl, in the creepiest way possible. Mm-hmm. So, factor that in, you know. And Allison, when Jackson strums the last note, Lorraine says, I want to be in the movie. And the air just gets sucked out of the room. And everyone sort of looks over at RJ. And RJ's like, well, you can't. It's my movie. Um, who put her up to this? And they're all like, nobody put her up to it, man. Like, she's just. She just said that. So. Yeah. And Lorraine's like, look, if this, you've been talking all day about like how this is gonna be an incredible movie. It's gonna be a huge hit. We're gonna make a ton of money. And if, if this is gonna be a hit, I wanna be in front of the camera. I don't wanna just be carrying the sound equipment. And you said to yourself, it's not real. Like, I love you. If it's in front of a camera, it's not like real. RJ, of course, starts freaking out. He's like, no, Lorraine, I, it's too late. We can't change the plot. You don't just change the plot of a movie halfway through. And, and Lorraine says, well, you know, in Psycho, it becomes a different movie halfway through, and you love the movie Psycho. And RJ's like, that's not the point. Psycho is a horror movie. This is a porno. I have a vision. I have a script. Oh, boy. And Lorraine says to RJ, well, RJ, when did you become such a prude? And it's sort of like, oh, right, everything RJ has said is, like, sort of undermining. He has no leg to stand out at this yes, point. Yes, of course. Lorraine is fundamentally right based on all these conversations. They start arguing, and then Wayne hauls RJ outside to be like, calm down. You know, like, let's let's talk about this. And RJ's like, you have to back me up in there. This is out of control. And Wayne's like, well, you know, if you think about it, if Lorraine wants to be in a porno, isn't it better that it's the porno you're directing? You know, like, you sort of have control over it. You're there. And really, the more you try to stop her, the harder she's going to push back on you. That is and Arj just like, yeah. And he's like, fuck you. You just want more tits and ass for your movie. And it's like, RJ, you're shooting a porno. I mean, like, it's like, you're, this is, it is what it is. You know, like, yes, probably Wayne would be on board with it. But also, uh, what's going on? You know, like, this is shouldn't be a surprise to you either. This is a possibility. Of course. Isn't that also a little bit what you wanted from all of the, like, not necessarily, but like, you're trying to get her to come out of her shell. You're trying to get her to like, participate and it's like here she is being like I like this and it's like well no not like that right exactly and I think that's sort of like again he has these sort of like conventional ideas and like he's all fine with it until it's his girlfriend until it's like the his woman and I think RJ's like running up against that it's like oh yeah like these other ladies are also in it you know why why wouldn't Lorraine be at least curious about it? But RJ says to Wayne, like, you don't understand. Like, Lorraine isn't like those others in there. And Wayne's like, excuse me? Like, one of the, like, my girlfriend? Like, one of them is also someone that I'm in love with. And RJ's like, no, no, I just mean Lorraine is a good girl. And Wayne tells him, I'm sorry I have to be the one to tell you, RJ. None of them are good girls. Mm. Allison, when they go back inside, everyone is already in the bedroom. Like, um, Bobby Lynn and Maxine are already doing Lorraine's makeup. And Jackson is doing shirtless shirtless push-ups on a towel. Yes, of course, preparing for a scene. 
Exactly. And Lorraine takes off her crucifix necklace and uh, Wayne hands RJ the camera. And we sort of see through the lens, which is a shot we see in the trailer, Lorraine undoing Jackson's towel. And as soon as she does, we see in the house, Pearl's eyes snap open. I guess she knew fucking was happening. I don't even know why. Like what? It's like Pearl's like aware now, I guess. Yeah, when you're like no longer, you know, able to be in touch with your own sexuality physically. Like, are you attuned to the sexuality of others? Like, Right, do you obtain like a sexual spidey sense? Yes. Where you know what's happening? Hours later, it's the dead of night. Everyone is asleep, except for RJ, who is in the shower sobbing. RJ is so sad. He is so bummed out. <laughs> and in a fit of peak, RJ is like, fuck all of them. I'm taking the van and I'm leaving. And Lorraine can think about what she did. And he takes the keys. He storms off to the van. He turns it on. And of course, Blue Oyster Cults, Don't Fear the Reaper, which I genuinely do want to be played at my funeral. So in case I pass away, please. Me too. Okay, great. So if I, when we have our mutual funeral. I was going to say, funeral, it'll probably be the same day. Yeah, knowing us. <laughs> I um, <hope. laughs> Don't Fear the Reaper starts blasting, and RJ goes to drive away, only, as we see in the trailer as well, only to look up and see Pearl standing in her nightgown in the driveway, blocking his path. Which brings me to my question, Allison. At this point in the film, who will survive? And everyone, please also weigh in. Who will survive? So, I'm trying to figure out if this is like a high body count film or not. Well, do you remember at the beginning, mm-hmm. we, we already see three mm-hmm. bodies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I feel like only um, Maxine. I feel like Maxine of the gang is going to make it out. And then I think um, Pearl and Pearl will survive and her husband will die. Excellent. Those are my guesses. So um hoping we get some guesses from our gang. Also, uh, Mercedes says, like, goddamn, buy the woman a vibrator. <laughs> Mercedes, you're not wrong. And I think the question, the movie does ask, uh, posit a lot of interesting things about sex and what the what it is and what it does for people. And aside from pleasure. Yes. Because um, it's not really an issue of pleasure. Right. Though there is, I guess, they're taking some pleasure in what's about to happen here. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel says, and then he plays Wonderwall. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been at a at a party where somebody played guitar. Is that weird? I wouldn't say it's always a party, but there would be like, I guess like, like a field, like, like a outside, like in high school when we're all like in a field drinking or whatever. That'd be the kind of place that I've seen, like, a guy be like, you guys like Dave Matthews' band? If you're young, what are people playing? Are people playing acoustic guitar at a party? What is the... Are they just playing TikToks? Are they just putting TikToks on a screen? That's a party I can get behind. Um, I I did have... I do have... uh, Lindsay, if you're watching, I went to a a wonderful dinner, dinner party, and by the end of it, we were just watching YouTube videos of, like, drag race performances, Britney's, just Britney Spears uh, video, like, uh, music videos. We've all been at a party that just turned into people telling you <laughs> other good videos on YouTube, which, of course, is the way that every party should end. And I do want to know, you know what I mean? Me too. That one where the um, news reporter said, mispronounces somebody's name is um, Didi Mega Doo, <laughs> which I still... <laughs> it's not it funny. The person had died. Yes. It's a horrible you, story. And, it's like, and also, like, that poor woman clearly did not mean to do that. Like As soon just, as she finishes the second do, she face. says, I'm sorry. 
Dee Dee, make a doo doo. I'm sorry. I and this is like thank, by the grace of God, I'm not a news reporter. The amount of things Could I would have said live on air, no. mistakenly. No. Him, RJ gets out of the van. Reaper's still blasting. And he's like, uh, ma'am, can I help you back inside? Like, just assuming, oh, she's wandered out of her house. Her husband alluded to her not being well. You know, she's just wandering. Right. Which, we, of course, we know from the visit, sometimes you just wandered. And yes. sometimes you're not just wandering, okay? Nope. But when he reaches her, Pearl, like, reaches out to RJ and, like, embraces him and, like, caresses his back and tries to kiss him. And he sort of, like, jerks away. He's like, how come you just did that? You look at me. Look at me like you looked at her. What? I can show you what I'm capable of. Stop. I, I, I don't want to see it. And RJ sort of cringes, and in that cringe sort of activates something in Pearl. Allison, Pearl just stabs a knife into RJ's neck, and he fucking drops like a sack of potatoes. Where was just, the knife? Just, oh, was, what a great question. Um, Does her knife out of a pocket? Can't put a knife in your pocket. Well, Pearl can. So listen, great. She's Whatever. got a she lot had of great attributes. He's stabbed now. Dunzo. So as the guitar solo, the best part of Reaper plays, Pearl just stabs RJ again and again to the point where blood is spraying up onto the headlights and staining everything red. This red light. Oh, and the great music. Effect. And the music fades away, and then suddenly Pearl's dancing to this, like, soft, old-timey romantic song called Wee oui, Wee oui, Marie. And it's a cover, but the original movie came oh, out like, in— we, like in French, like, O-U-I, O-U-I. Yes. Not like, Wee Wee. Wee Wee. You know, either way, Wee Wee Marie. They both work. And it's—the original came out in, ni- in 1918. So I think we're supposed to be like, oh, this is, like, a song that she listened to literally as a teenager. Yes. You know? And then finally, Reaper bleeds back in it, and Pearl's sort of back in her right mind. And I didn't know if we're supposed to take it as like this is sort of like the po- like post almost like post coital like euphoria or something. Like she mm-hmm. kills Arjun, and she finally gets this release, and she has this mm-hmm. like romantic little moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but after looking at his corpse, she reaches into the van and she shuts it off, and she takes the keys. Back so the- no one's going anywhere. No one's going anywhere. Back at the boarding house, Lorraine wakes up only to find, of course, RJ's side of the bed. Lorraine immediately seems, oh my, assumes, oh my God, RJ left and is breaking up with me. She doesn't assume, oh, something's wrong. She's like, oh God, I fucked up. RJ must be so upset. Yes. Like, I don't want to break up with him. She's wandering through this the boarding house and she sees the front door is just standing open. Again, you never want to see it. How are all these people asleep? Didn't they do a mountain of cocaine like a couple hours ago? <laughs> I think we're supposed to think like, okay, that was at like, let's say 8, 9 p.m., This it's 3 a.m. Like, it's the dead of night. If you're doing cocaine at 9 p.m., you're doing cocaine still at 3 a.m., but sure, whatever. Yeah. Maybe, and, and to be <laughs> fair, we only see, Mo, we only see Mo, Maxine do cocaine. Oh, okay. So, so maybe one else- would argue that maybe ca- cocaine is sort of like her secret weapon. It's what's going to fuel her as she has to um, enter our third act here. I see. And Wayne startles Lorraine, and Wayne is completely nude except for he has bikini briefs on and a gold chain. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, RJ ran off. I, he's going to dump me. I, I fucked up. And Wayne's like, no, no, look, the van's still here. So he's probably just smoking. Yeah, he's probably moping, knowing RJ. But, like, don't worry about it. He just needs a minute. It was a lot. Like, it was a heavy day. And Lorraine's like, no, I could tell something is wrong. Please help me look for him. And Wayne's like, I will. But then I don't want to hear about any of this other shit because I don't care yes. about other people's relationships. So right. I don't want – this is it. And then we're never talking about you and RJ again. This is a great directive. 
Wayne makes, and this is my fatal mistake, Wayne does not put on clothes, but more importantly, Allison, he doesn't put on shoes. Yeah, it's, that's a non-star. Like, to go walk around a place you don't know at night, like a farm, like, not even for the dangers, like, you're going to step in, like, a variety of shits. Yeah, um, and like, and you know. mud, and there, we know there's gators around. Exactly. It's it's dangerous. I certainly wouldn't do it in a city, wouldn't do it in a rural area. There's nowhere I'm walking around outside without shoes on that isn't <laughs> truly oceanfront beach. Yes. And, uh, and not even to the beach. Just once you're on the on the beach. No, then no, you, no. I'm getting you know. down the steps to the sand, and then it's too hot, so you take them off. <laughs> so Wayne goes to the cow barn to look for R- RJ, and Lorraine goes up to the house. And in the barn, Wayne's calling for RJ. He's like, RJ, assuming just like RJ is like crying somewhere. He's like, yeah. RJ, I have two rules for a relationship. Never let a good woman out of your sight and never mention a, a woman's weight, okay? And you can see I'm constantly surrounded by incredible women. You just have to learn. To li- listen, these things are going to happen. You know, like try to like console him. Sure. Allison, we see a nail gleaming in the light, the moonlight, and Wayne steps directly onto it. It's horrifying. And screaming, Wayne pulls it out of his bare, the bottom of his bare foot. And he's immediately like, oh, RJ, you fucking in here. I am not getting tetanus for this. You already did, reminder, Because I'm assuming everyone here is an adult. Get your Tdap booster. If yes. you're an adult, um, you get them when you go in for like a physical. Or in my case, um, if people have young kids, they'll, they'll ask you to get to the Tdap. I think you get it like at like Walgreens or CVS or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tdap is four different things, but one of them is a tetanus booster. Yes. So it's important. Be sure to get one. You're supposed to get one every 10 years or so. So just check with your doctor because as soon as I saw the nail, I'm like, oh, he's going to get tetanus. And it's horrible. My mother who, who used to be a nurse. Hi, Mama. I don't know if you're watching this one. Always would talk about seeing someone who had tetanus in the hospital and how horrible it is. So please, everyone, get your booster. Okay, well, Sabrina just said that Tdap also came up on our old live stream. So this is the second live show Whoa. where uh, the tetanus booster has been a topic well, of conversation. I guess horror movies do have a lot of rusty implements, a yes, lot of like and a lot of blood metal, and, and impaling, and the things. Was that it comes with Jeepers it. Creepers? I'm trying to remember when we would have. There's again, if you, whether or not you're yeah. in a horror movie, please get your Tdap booster. Correct. Wayne sees movement at the end of the barn and it's kind of hobbles over. He's like, RJ, what are you doing? But what he's actually seeing is somebody walk outside the barn. And we see that moment in the trailer where RJ or Wayne sort of gets down and looks through um, the slats of the wood because he could tell somebody's walking on Always the other a side. Very scary effect. Never bend down and look through a hole. That's another rule surrounding yeah. a horror movie. Allison, Wayne crouches down and he peers into the holes and is immediately stabbed through both eyes. With the pitchfork. And seconds later, we see Pearl like hobble in to the into the uh into the barn. And in my maybe my favorite moment, she starts just shoveling hay on top of Wayne's body. She is sort of strong. Strong endurance. Like I guess it's sort of like all that pent-up sexual energy is fueling. Yes. Because I completely agree. Stabbing someone in the face hard enough and fast enough to yeah. Penetrate their eyes? I don't know. No. Never done it. So I guess I don't actually know. Yeah. Not gonna. Me- meanwhile, Lorraine is up. She's looking near the farmhouse. And she's horrified. Like, oh, God. Oh, no. Please don't make me talk to this guy. Howard comes out of the porch. And she's like, he's like, have you seen my wife? And Lorraine says, no, I'm actually out here looking for my boyfriend. And Howard says, you know, we can look for them together. Come inside because I have flashlights. Allison, she goes inside. I'm not going in anywhere. 
When she does, Howard informs the rain, oh, you know what? I just have one flashlight, and the other flashlight is down in the cellar. Why don't you go get it? So, no. of course, Lorraine, she goes to the cellar. No. And then she comes back out. It comes back up the stairs. She found the flashlight. It's fine. Unfortunately, when she gets to the top of the stairs, the cellar door is now locked behind her. Of course it is. She realized I have been locked to the cellar. She starts screaming, panicking. She runs downstairs because we see there is like, um, much like in um, the autopsy of Jane Doe, the cellar doors, you know, yes. they're changed shot, of course, on the outside. Yeah. She doesn't know that. She runs downstairs to the cellar doors and she turns on the overhead light in the cellar and instead finds the corpse of a bearded man, sort of like a flower child, like long hair, you know. Sure, sure manacled at his, his wrists and ankles, dangling from the ceiling, his jeans lowered, and I think the implication is is being held by the couple and raped. Like is he alive? used sexually. No, corpse. You said corpse. He is dead, but he's very freshly dead. Okay. So I don't think he's been dead for more than a day or two. Oh, I, wow. I, I actually Googled it because I'm like, are we supposed to think he is still alive? But he doesn't move. So I think it's like he died and then this group of people showed up. Okay. And so Pearl's just a like, recent which one corpse. do I want to replace my current um, uh, captive? Yeah. A, a awful. Yeah. Um, also, then it's like, how did they get that guy manacled there? <laughs> Why, you know, like, did he fight them? Like, I don't know. There's just so many logistical questions of being two incredibly elderly people mm -hmm. manhandling um, someone who is still alive. Out in the boarding house, Jackson wakes up, as do does Bobby Lynn, but Jackson's like, oh, um, you can go back to sleep. And he sees Howard's flashlight through the window as Howard makes his way over to the boarding house. And we see Jackson go to the living room, to the front door. Before he does, he goes, he takes a swig of milk from the carton in the fridge. The missing person on the carton Truly is the man in the basement. Grosser than any death I could see is watching Sipping someone from drink the milk. milk. Carton. Just watching anyone drink milk. Um, not, it, it grosses me out. Anyway, but that guy, that guy is missing on the side of the milk carton but he's in their basement. So then it's like, dead. I guess he's been there long enough that it would be printed on the side of the milk carton. But he could have been missing before he yeah. died. So yeah, he, could, he have could have been there for weeks. We don't know. He could have been there for months. Uh, either way, a bummer. A huge bummer. And Jackson throws over to the front door to see Howard, who has the shotgun again. And he's like, could you help Wait. me look for my wife? And oh, Jackson's no. like, I'll be honest, that seems like a lot of firepower for looking for your wife. And Howard tells him there's a gator in the lake. And I'm so everyone take a drink. There's a gator in the lake. Mm. And I'm terrified she went over there. And if she did, I don't know what I'm gonna do. That's and, valid. I would uh, like yes. I'd be like, we don't need a gun. And then if, when he said that, I'd be like, let's bring a gun. And Jackson, and that's another thing I liked about this is like all the porno people like are nice people. Like yeah. Jackson's like, yeah, I like it's like I'm agreeing to do this, not because like I I'm a great person because, like, I served and, like, I really am committed to the idea of, like, you Protection. have to do service for your country yes. and for your countrymen. And I, he has the honor of a Marine. And we also get a full-length shot of Jackson, like, as he's talking to Howard and he's backlit. And we just see he's totally nude and he a, his penis is essentially so long that it's, like, a full foot down between his legs. So that's obviously, that's why he's the porn star. He's there. Good for him. He has many skills and a, and a really sweet heart. And unfortunately, Just that's not going to work out for him in a couple minutes here. Dick. Oh, and a giant dick, yeah. And Jackson says, let me just put my uh, skivvies on and I'll come help you. Meanwhile, we know that Pearl is not at the lake, obviously. Right. Because when they traipse, Jackson and Howard traipse over to the lake, 
Pearl appears in Maxine's room. Of course. Where Maxine is sound asleep and starts pulling the blanket off of her, sort of admiring her. She's just wearing, like, underwear. Her her nearly nude body. Allison, Pearl starts undressing. Down at the lake, Howard's like, sorry, I just have one flashlight. Which, by the way, is not what he told Lorraine, obviously. But, like, at this point, we know that Howard's... Gonna keep them all captive. I, like I don't yeah, know what the so, game plan is, but like he's not he's protecting not a great them. Guy. That's for sure. Yeah. And Jackson's like, listen, I spent a year crawling through the jungle in the dark. If there is a an old ass lady near the lake, I will find her. I don't. You take the flashlight. I'm not worried. Unfortunately, Jackson starts to look around this lake, and he finds a half submerged VW Beetle, presumably belonging to the person in the basement. Yes. With a make love, not war bumper sticker. Again, if I was Jackson, I would already be much more perturbed. Mm-hmm. But this, to me, would be like a, ooh. So another hippie was here. Yes. Or another, like, free love bohemian yes. was here. And their car has been unsuccessfully sank into the lake, which is yes. not near the street. Um, before we keep going, D in the chat said, my entire screening went silent when one person screamed, damn, he's hung at top volume during that scene. Where <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, they they were correct though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's a great moment. Everybody, it's very everyone, funny. That's a fun yeah. movie theater moment. Um. So Jackson's looking around and he just sees like a Howard's uh, flashlight bobbing around, and then at a certain mm-hmm. point he sees the flashlight and it's sort of like in the water. He's like, "Oh fuck!" So he runs over and he starts like like splashing around, thinking yeah. that Howard has fallen in the water. Because Jackson is a good person. And yes. I'm like, oh, Jackson, like, you're being lured by these people when you are really trying to do the right thing. Meanwhile, back at the boarding house, Pearl is uh, now full-on groping Maxine, who is still asleep, smelling her hair, leaving bloody handprints. Pearl still has RJ's blood all over her hands, touching Bloody handprints on someone else's skin is... One of the scariest things I can think of. You know, and this is also me. It's like, but Maxine would wake up. It'd be like, I wake up when Dave, like, sits up out of bed. If yeah. a stranger was smearing blood on my nude torso. You would think. I, you'd I, know. I'd peek open an eyelid. You know, yeah. like, I would imagine. Um, Back at the lake, now uh, uh, Jackson has the flashlight, but he, he hasn't found Howard nor Pearl. And he makes his way from the lake, and he runs basically into the Howard in the dark. And Howard's like, I know what you're doing. Jackson said, I'm looking for your old-ass wife. Like, you both are doing this, right? You asked me to. It's like, Howard's like, no, you're just like the last bohemian free love freak who came here. And by the way, is uh, dead in the basement. You're waltzing around here with your your beautiful slog and your your hot face and your your whore friends. You're trying to entice my wife. And uh, Kid Cudi has, like, such a funny delivery. He's like, um, well, anyways... We should probably go up to the house and find out what's going on. You're just like, what do you want me to say to that? Like, just ignore well, it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I guess we should go look for your wife. Like, and Howard, you says, think we came here to like make your old wife horny? Like, right? Like why? that might that might happen, but that's not on me. You yeah. Know, like, that's I'm not sorry. the purpose of this trip. Yeah. And Jen says, like, well, we should figure out what's going on. Howard says, I know what's going on. And he, Allison, he lifts his shotgun. And he shoots Jackson square in the chest and basically shoots him into the lake. Yeah. Killing Jackson. Meanwhile, poor Lorraine has finally stopped screaming in the cellar. And she's going, she's able to find Howard's tool equipment. 
uh, bench. And she grabs a hatchet, and she goes up to the door of the cellar, and she starts hacking through, which is like, good for you, Lorraine. You were pulling it together. You were like, I can't just be here screaming and freaking out. I have to hack through this door to get out of here. Finally, in the boarding house, Maxine rolls over and wakes up, and it takes her a minute, but then she sees Pearl's face like two fucking inches from her, and she starts screaming. Obviously. and Pearl bolts, like sort of like like walks into the um, into the hallway. Bobby Lynn is finally woken up, and it's like, what is the screaming? Where is Jackson? What is happening? And she opens her bedroom door in time to see Pearl run by. And Maxine screams like she was in my bed touching me. But again, Bobby Lynn doesn't have know what's been going on because Bobby Lynn's been asleep. Right. So Bobby Lynn's now thinking, oh, so this woman has dementia. She got into your room, like. She's assuming the best, basically. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this woman is, it, it, we have to help her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Look how fucking old she is. She can't possibly yeah. be doing something No, she couldn't have already bad. killed two people. <laughs> yeah. And Maxine does like a, a massive amount of cocaine to sort of like emotionally recover, which I, 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 I'm there with you, Maxine. Yeah, I like that choice. And so Bobby Lynn takes off after Pearl as Pearl like goes out into the darkness, assuming I, I got to go help this elderly lady who's just wandering around here. Back inside, Lorraine finally hacks through the cellar door and reaches to the other side for the lock. But just as she's about to unlock it, Howard brings the axe down on her hands and severs her fingers. And it's a that to me was one of the worst moments where it's like you just see her fingers fly off, blood flying everywhere. Her hand like sort of like scrambling back into the hole. Oh my god! And he screams at her to stay inside. Lorraine sobbing, like screaming, like let me out. And so Howard goes over the TV and he turns up. You better believe it. That same the TV preacher, preacher of who's ranting about sex fiends bringing sin. What time sin. is it at this point? Is it still night? Yeah, it's got to be like three, four in the morning. Okay. So it is like, it's, it's, it's yeah. So like, let's say it's it still starts dark. at three. Yeah, so let's okay. say it starts at three, four. It is now four, five. So sure. it is, we're heading towards uh, the morning, but we're not there yet. Got it. And the TV preacher's like, sex fiends bringing good sin into good Christian homes, you know. Bobby Lynn finally catches up with Pearl, who is fully nude, because Pearl is standing at the end of the dock at the lake. Mm -hmm. So Bobby Lynn's like, ma'am, stop. Like, assuming, again, as a good person, you're uh, going to wander into the fucking lake. And she runs up to her with a blanket and throws it over. She's like, oh, my God, like, don't worry, I've got you. And she's being condescending, but, again, she doesn't have all the information. And she's like— My nana used to wander at night. I know all about this. Like I almost became a nurse, but like you're, let's let's get back to the house. I've got you. And Allison Pearl just hauls off and fucking slaps Bobby Lynn in the face. And Pearl tells her, "Why should you get to flaunt it in my face? Why do you get to have it all? What have you ever done except be a whore?" And it's like Pearl, don't we know by now that no woman can have it all? Yeah. Okay. We you know. know. Like you're gonna be mad at her. It's a like, myth. And Bobby Lynn says, you know, it's not my fault that you didn't lead the life that you wanted to live. And if you don't want my help, that's not a problem. And she tries to walk around Pearl, who blocks her. Again, in reality, you could elbow this lady out of your way. Easily. And Bobby Lynn says, move, you ugly old bitch. And Pearl shoves her into the lake. Within seconds, Allison, Bobby Lynn is immediately eaten by the gator. Chomp, chomp. She's thrashing, screaming as Pearl looks on and says, bitch. So let's have one more drink. Well, because we said gator. Yeah. And also to to Bobby Lynn. To Bobby Lynn. Brittany Snow. Great at what she does. 
Howard, meanwhile, joins Pearl on the pier and it's like, oh, was that the one? And Pearl says, you know I don't like blondes. Allison, which implies they've been doing this over and over again to the point that she has a preference for the people they've kidnapped. And you How know many people sh- are showing up at this fucking boarding house? I mean, I think that's what the pair level supposed to have. It's like, oh, much like the farmer's daughter. You want to have this sexy fantasy. Oh, my car breaks down. Mm. Oh, it's two old people. Oh, now I'm being kept in the basement. Yes, yes, yes. And abused by a, a woman who whose outsized sexual desire is has corrupted her into doing these horrific things. Yes. And unfortunately... Oh, real quick. From the chat, Stephen said, what have you ever done but be a whore uh, is going on my tombstone. <laughs> Which, Stephen, I want that for you. Also, that's what she's getting paid for. That's her job. Yep. Like that, that's not your business what else she's done, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Pearl does not like blondes. Unfortunately, she does okay. like Maxine. Yeah, she does so like Maxine. So they head back to the boarding house with a shotgun. Finally, Max- Maxine, again, because she, she's so having so horrified, like, had this experience where, like, wakes up and this stranger is groping her. She's done enough coke that she's kind of leveled out. And unfortunately, what that means is she now looks around and is like, where the fuck has every other person gone, including my boyfriend? And as she goes to the front door, she sees Pearl and Howard entering the house with a shotgun. So Maxine's those dummy. She's like, okay, yeah. great. So something fucking horrible is happening. Yep. And um, Howard and Pearl go to Maxine's bedroom to find her, but it's empty. And Pearl is so sad. And Howard's like, hey, we still have one in the cellar. And Pearl's like, no, I wanted this one. She was special. And they turn to each other. And in this moment, Pearl, like, attempts to seduce Howard again. And he's like, Mm -hmm. no, my heart can't take it. I'm going to die if we have sex. Pearl's like, no, I believe you can. Allison, they start having sex. And we pan down and sort of like the matches bounces to find like a horrified Maxine hiding under the bed. And sort of like trapped there Mm -hmm. while they have sex. Mm. But luckily, they're so distracted, she's able to crawl out and make a break for the van. Okay. That has no keys in it and has her dead boyfriend laying in front of it. So this is Maxine. Oh, Maxine. um, Oh, sorry. Yes. Yes. Got it. But to your point, she gets to the van. Yeah. Not only are the keys gone— uh, Pearl has stabbed the bloody knife that she killed RJ with into the tire, so the tire is deflated. So, yeah, even if you could drive it. But Maxine hears Lorraine screaming inside, and it was like, okay, I got to go in and at least help the one person I know is still alive. So she reaches into the glove box, and she grabs the gun, and she runs in to rescue her. And from now, the TV preacher program is playing from now through the end of the movie. Like, Whoa. just nonstop, like, ranting and raving about God and sin and fornication and Sodom and Gomorrah. And Maxine left Lorraine out, but Lorraine, she's like, Lorraine, you have to stop screaming. You're going to attract Howard and Pearl. Like, we have to figure this out together. Lorraine's like, no, fuck you. This is all your fault. I never should have trusted any of you. I have to get out of here. And Maxine warns her, like, we have to stick together and we have to find the keys to Howard's truck. There is another vehicle. Smart. We just have to find the keys and we have to get out together. And Lorraine says, I hate you. I hate all of you so much. And Lorraine runs out the front door. And as soon as she opens the door, she gets immediately shot in the face by Howard with his shotgun. So now Maxine is trapped in the house. Alone. Is in the kitchen alone. The last person standing yeah and she's listening to howard and pearl and they're like okay well um we'll just bring her body inside because if she was inside we could say she's breaking in and we're allowed to kill her and you know okay. the other ones will put the lake and howard's like i'm sorry you know like i really wanted to have one of them for you 
And Pearl says, it's okay. We don't need her now that we have each other again. So, like, so in their minds, sex is something that, like, Pearl needs so bad. She's allowed to do anything to get it. But then if you have marital sex with your spouse, like, that will quell what is clearly, like, a homicidal sexual instinct. Also, and I'm like, is this that, what evangelical Christians think sex is? Like, it's sort I of like, so. what the fuck is this? I, yeah, this is a very convoluted and hard-to-follow definition of sex and desire. But anywho, so Howard and Pearl drag Lorraine inside, which is also shocking because it's like, how? How were you picking this dead, this like dead weight up? But. This guy's like, I can't have sex. My heart will give out and I'll die. But they're like dragging a corpse inside and of also, a house. Ha- like they're going to put all the rest of the bodies in the lake. So that's like a lot of dragging. It's so much dragging. I, you know, again, we've never dragged a corpse, but it just seems like it, it's not too I don't far like to carry groceries. Sex. Like, I don't yeah. think I could, yeah. Just then, as they're dragging Lorraine in, she coughs up blood. It's like a death rattle as she's dying. As she's dying, and Howard has a heart attack just hearing it, and he collapses. And in that moment, Maxine's like, "Okay, this is my time." Maxine leaps out, gun in hand, is like, "Give me the fucking keys to your truck." And Pearl has the audacity to say he's having a heart attack. It's like, yeah, he sure is, Pearl. That's the best case scenario for him. Yeah, like you killed all my friends. Yeah. Like you killed the people I knew. I'm not gonna Maxine, save him. And Maxine screams, I don't fucking care. And Pearl tells Maxine the keys are in the kitchen. And Maxine comes back in and is like, everyone is going to know what you've done. And Pearl says, what I've done, I saw what you did in the barn. You are better than me, you deviant little whore. You'll end up just like me. So in Pearl's mind, Maxine is just as bad because she was in porn or is a whore, quote unquote. Okay. As being a... Murderer. Murderer. And, yeah. And Maxine says, I'm nothing like you. Once and for You're kidnapping, murdering, sex fiend. I'm a fucking star. Absolutely. Love it. The, the world will not will know my name, and I will not accept a life I do not deserve. And just as she says that last line, the TV preacher says the exact same line. So that's his catchphrase. She sort of, the, she is very familiar with this TV preacher. That is, she's taken it from, you know, I guess the gospel of prosperity, like the prosperity gospel. It's mm-hmm. like the, the American. Well, if you're if you're really good, God will make you successful. It's like, all right, okay. All right. So she screams at Pearl, like, "Stop fucking staring at me!" Again, one more drink. And with that, Maxine points her gun and fires it at Pearl. Allison, the gun is empty. Of there course. are no bullets in it. Smiling, victorious. Pearl lifts her shotgun towards Maxine and fires, but the recoil is so powerful in the shotgun, it sends Pearl flying through the screen door onto the front lawn, past the porch, shattering her hip, which is the first time I'm like, yes, we are we are Finally. playing with the fact that she would be very light Frail. and like it would be yes. small for it. Yeah. And on the TV, the TV preacher is like, now that's what I call divine intervention. And with that, Maxine walks over past a badly injured Pearl and gets into the truck. And Pearl screaming, whore, it will all be taken from you like it was taken from me. Everyone's going to know what you are. And Allison, Maxine, turns on that truck, throws it into reverse, puts the pedal to the metal, and drives backwards, crushing Pearl's head. <gasps> and Pearl, and Maxine says, it'll be our little secret. And then she drives off into the dawn. So, you know, we, yeah. we finally got into Very the, Texas chainsaw. Yeah, we got to daytime. And she snorts even more coke, and she laughs, well, laughs herself up. divine intervention. 
and we see her drive into the dawn and we cut between sort of her her taillights and the TV preacher who finally reveals the the daughter that he referenced earlier. He reveals a photo. It's, of course, Maxine. Of course. This daughter he lost to a life of sin. And we have one final shot of later that morning of Sheriff Dentley's officers finding RJ's camera. And they go up to the sheriff. They're like, what do you think is on it? And Sheriff said, based on all this, I'd say what goddamn fucked up horror picture. Again, I'll look up the name of the actor. Incredible delivery. Incredible delivery. Yes, it's in the trailer. So good. And Um, Allison, just, that is the end of the film. However, there's a little tidbit, and I kept trying to find the actual video, but I think that A24 has been really good about keeping it off um, line, because I wasn't able to find it anywhere, or at least a good enough recording to play it here, is the trailer for the prequel that Ty West shot at the same time. And of course, it is called Pearl. So we are going to get the prequel of how Pearl ended up like she ends up. Wow. And was that like a those, post-credits Yes, yeah, so you had to wait to the very end. And it gets in some places they didn't even air it, which I thought was kind of mean. That's it's rude. Like, well, it's like if you're going to do it, give everybody who buys a ticket the chance to see it. Yeah, so shot back-to-back and Mia Goth, of course. And that's I'm, I'm assuming maybe that's why they mm-hmm, she was mm-hmm, playing mm-hmm. Um, Pearl. It's like, well, now she's Pearl, you know, as sure, a young sure. woman. So it's set during World War I in 1918. Explores the origins of Pearl, the villainous character from uh, the movie we just listened to. And it sort of explains, like, where the, how things got to be where they are. And some of the, I'm going to say what I see in the trailer. And again, I have no evidence of this. Sure. So you see her dancing. I think she's dancing to the original version of Wee Wee Marie, which Mm -hmm. would have come out in 1918. We see what I believe to be her mother catching on fire. We also see Pearl okay. wheeling her father out to the pier and in with a, the gator visible. And I think the implication is maybe does she throw him in the water? I don't know. Yeah. And then there's like a horror show dinner table where her mother, I don't know if the mother still is badly burned or is just like dead, but it's like the mother burned and she's she's um, combing her mother's hair and the hair is coming out. Mm-hmm. And I got to assume it's World War One. We know that Howard went to war. Maybe Howard's not right. there. Maybe he comes back and finds this. Yeah. Anyways. Pearl. Well, that's exciting. We'll have to cover Pearl whenever that comes out. Yeah, and there's no release date as such, um, at least that I know. It's but I be can't imagine can, it'll though. be released like, wait, say yeah. again? It's got to be in the can if they already have the trailer. Exactly. I think it'll come out this summer or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, um, but yeah. I love uh, this Airbnb review from Bell. Uh, two stars, good breakfast, but the lady was horny and they killed me. <laughs> so funny. Really great. Um, really em- great. Emily said this movie feels like an ad for cocaine. It really is. It absolutely is. Yes. Maxine's the only one you see do cocaine, and she's the only one who survives. Mel said, so the coke was the hero all along. Yeah. Uh, and Rook said, you can have all the coke you want if you can get through the night, uh, if you go through that night. Yeah, it, that's true. If you live through that, do all the drugs. Who cares? I mean, what a little treat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Allison, what are some, to your mind, fatal mistakes that people may have made in the movie X? Fatal mistakes. I mean, again, the second that a shotgun shows up, yeah. just to, you can find another place. Like you're in Texas. There are probably like a dime a dozen like empty <laughs> houses in like a vicinity that you could probably track down. Yeah. Maybe this isn't the one for you. Um, so that would be a, a big one. Um I guess to me it's like, and this is a, this is a minor one, but I think like when Jackson gets up, I think you if you're in bed with someone and you're gonna leave the building in the middle of the night, go back and tell her. 
Yes. Hey, I'm going to help this old guy look for his wife. Just so she knows, has right. any information. And I, that's what I would, if, if, if Dave or I were going, leaving at some point in the middle of the night, please tell the other persons. Again, so they have the basis of, of yes. any sort of information when they eventually wake up and you are, or you've already been um, murdered, you know. I agree. Um don't go to Texas, said Mel. Don't shoot porn at night in Texas, said Rook. These are all, again, like, correct. Yeah. Salamander said, fire your scouting agent. Yes. I don't know <laughs> that they had the kind of budget for those kinds of um, union jobs in this film, but I agree. Also, I would say Bell said, Kid Cuddy is an absolute unit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and Molly says, straight to horny da- jail, Pearl. If anyone should be in horny jail... Pearl belongs in horny jail. Pearl should be in horny maximum security prison. Yes, correct. Um, also, like Allison, what do you think? What is the, what is your takeaway from the film? What is your sort of like? Oh, okay. I um, you have to if you lose if you lose your sexual appeal as you get older, you just sort of have to mature and 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 think of sexuality. I don't know. Sorry, started in some other in a different more. Um, nuanced way, yeah, a, you a have layered to experience. Find ways to, you know, release that without hurting people. Like it is not other people's fault. Yes, especially strangers. You cannot take their that anger out on people you don't know just because they're younger than you. That's not their fault. Also, Rachel said uh, that's why Pearl is so strong. She drinks whole milk. They yeah. must be constantly <laughs> drinking whole milk because they are the two strongest elderly people in the world who are constantly having to haul around dead bodies. Um, correct. More fatal mistakes. Uh, Sam Amanda said singing the entire uh, singing the entire song landslide. What true. a choice. Um, and Kim said bringing an acoustic guitar to a porn shoot. Also true. <laughs> it might not have caused it, but it didn't help. It didn't I mean. help. It did not help. Well, guys, um, I hope you had a good time. Um, we, we should we should rate it, rate this yes. on our on our patent. What, what are your what are your thoughts? Where would you place X on the spooky scale? A spooky scale. Again, of course, spooky scale being purely about spookiness and not at all about uh, quality of the film or the general enjoyment of it, which uh, Hallie and you guys and me through hearing about it. Get. <laughs> um, I will, like, I think, like, a six and a half, it feels like. Because I think okay. it's, like, the whole, like, vibe of, like, 70s porn, Texas. Like, I think that all, like, does create a much scarier scenario than if it was, like, a mo- like we're making a short film in, I don't know, Des Moines. Delaware? You know? Yeah, today. <laughs> you know, it's, like, that. that's not quite as... Uh, scary. So I think that that stuff definitely tips it further uh, down the spooky scale, but um, not as gruesome uh, as I was expecting it might be, though also those deaths kind of just like come one after another and all committed Mm -hmm. by frail old people. So it's pretty scary. (laughs) Where where would you put it? I'm going to give it a four. I I mean, like I enjoyed it, but I did not find it scary very much at all. I, I thought like um, the gator stuff was scary when you sort of at the beginning when you're mm-hmm. sort of like, oh my god, is she about to be eaten? Yeah. Um, I think there is a certain element where I was like, if I had to fight an old person, I could win. You know, and and they don't play with that as much because I think that it calls it mm-hmm. a question a lot of what is what is able to be done or not done. So it's like. A lot of the gun, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But there are a couple of moments where I'm like, it could have, RJ could have just shoved her to the ground. You know what I mean? Like, these are not. Yes. 
they're spooky, but they're not formidable. And they're just using our reliance on like, oh, well, they seem harmless. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really, I enjoyed it. But yeah, in terms of being genuinely scared, it's more of like a fun slaughter slasher yeah. moment. Like versus general building like a genuine, tension. Like, yeah. Because yeah. then once we get in the third act, it's just nonstop. We barely have time to be like, oh, God. Uh, you know, like Lorraine's right. in the cellar. It's like, well, we're, we we got to watch other people, people get murdered. Dying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Jules gave this a set up, 7 out of 10 gators. Okay, great. Uh, Molly also said a 7. Sounded gross as hell, but I would like to see Kid Cudi's beautiful schlong. Guys, I'm really sorry. I don't think it was real. I, I, I'm i pretty sure it was a, a an effect for the movie. But, yeah. you know, we don't know that. And we could we could live with our belief no matter what. No one could take us with that. Yeah. Um, well, and on that note, um, you know, uh, keep it horny, of course. Keep but it horny. horny. <laughs> keep, keep it horny. It, keep it safely, non-violently horny. Consensually horny. And until next time, you guys, please... Keep it spooky. Goodbye. Bye. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. 